All right, this is going to be probably recorded more than once. So this is my first draft. If I if this one goes to print, that's it, that would be surprising because I usually what I do is I usually um, listen to my own episode a couple of times before I send it because a lot of times when I make these episodes, I'm in a sort of mood that is somewhat unprofessional, even though I'm not using any names because all of this is not real and I don't work in a restaurant. So I'll listen to the podcast episode again and I'll be like, you know what, maybe I went a little bit too harsh. Maybe I was a little too cold with some things and my opinions because they are somewhat opinions, some of these things. But in this case, I'll let you guys be the judge and then we'll see. You know, I'm going to curtail it if it's bad, but I'm going to try to keep it peaceful. So I work at this place that's a workplace. When you work at a workplace, sometimes you have to wear different clothes than you do when you are not in said workplace, like the army. When you're in the army, when you get to the army, you have to wear different clothes than you do when you're a civilian. When you're a civilian, you could wear the army clothes that you have on when you're in the army, but you can't do it the other way around. You cannot walk into the army with jeans and expect them to hand you an M16 and send you off to Iraq. You can't. You just can't do that. You're not even a sergeant or a lieutenant generals can't do that. You have to wear the green stuff. They're called uniforms. Why? Well, it's so that everybody could tell who you are. You know what I mean? If I weren't around there in jeans, one, you could probably see me because I'm wearing jeans, not camouflage. And two, but what's that guy doing with a gun? You know? So where I work, it's somewhat like that, but not really. Um, it's not camouflage. Actually, before I get into that, let me give you another example of a workplace. Another workplace, which is not like the one we have, is, let's say, a doctor or a laboratory where it has, things have to be sterile. Now, in this case, you cannot wear your work clothes out as a civilian. And you cannot wear your civilian clothes out when you're in work because of the sanitation things. Like if, you're in, if I'm working on a new virus, for example, in some sort of lab, I can't take the lab coat that I'm wearing and go out on the subway with it. Because there's probably going to be more viruses on the subway than there are in the lab. You know what I mean? And vice versa. I can't walk into the lab in jeans because there's viruses on my jeans that shouldn't be in the lab. Right? My workplace, the one I'm referring to now, is not the second one. It's more like the first one. Where you can wear your military clothes, so to speak, outside in the world. And no one will say anything. Especially in New York City, you could wear a clown outfit for Christ's sakes and no one will say anything. The uniform that we have is not a clown outfit by any means. It's black pants, black shirt or a white shirt, and black shoes. That's it. Simple. Something that I personally wear every day when I'm in the civilian aspect of life. I just like the color black. That's my thing. Some people don't. That's fine. So the whole thing about work... Is you got to be there on time. Well, it's one of the things about work. You got to be there on time. When you arrive at your place of work, you're supposed to arrive a little bit early. Why is there a time then? Let me explain. The, the in time, or the time that says that you have to be there, let's say it's four o'clock. At four o'clock, you have to be in the building, fully clothed in your work attire, and ready to work. Which means that. If you didn't wear work clothes to work, which would make sense if you 
we're in a laboratory. It means you would have to change into your lab coat, sanitize your body, do the whole thing before you went into the lab. You would have to show up early because it would be a procedure of desanitation and all that stuff. Like 12 monkeys when they hose them down with the thing. In which case, you would, your in time should now be... You're in in time, like when you walk through the building, should be 15 minutes early so you can change into your lab clothes, sanitize your shit, and then get in, right? Or if you're in the military, your in time is 4 o'clock, which means you have to show up in full uniform. Can you wear the uniform walking into the base? Of course. Obviously. You could wear the military uniform when you sleep in your bed at night. No one's going to say anything. People might not see you because you're so camouflaged in your bed, but you don't have to wear the military uniform. You don't have to only in the camp. You can wear it anywhere you want. That's the case with our work. You can wear your work clothes outside of work. Period. You should come into the building ready to go. Because some accommodations, some buildings and some places, like office buildings, for instance, which have a dress code for people that work there, just like we have a dress code for people that go there as a patron, we have dress codes for people that work there, the uniform. We don't allow patrons that don't wear the uniform in the building. Or like if a patron comes in wearing ripped jeans, they're not allowed in. We literally have turned away professional football players because they were not dressed in the attire that they're supposed to be dressed in because there are no fucking exceptions. But we don't do that with staff. Why? Because we're nice. We're nice guys. What we do is we provide an entire room, a room, a giant fucking room that could be used for so many other things. But we have decided to use this giant room that could be used for so many other things to provide employees with the courtesy and the privilege of being able to wear civilian clothes into the building, then change into their work clothes, and then start work. That's a privilege. A privilege that I personally do not have. As I can go into this room and change, but I can't keep my stuff anywhere. Because if I wore civilian clothes into work, I don't have a place to put it. We thought we found a way around that too. We got these little things called lockers. So these little boxes, little compartments of space that you could put whatever you were wearing in, which is not your uniform because you don't come into your work with a uniform on for some reason. Fine. And these people could put their civilian clothes into the lockers, lock their lockers so that no one steals their jeans or pants or shirts or underwear, thongs, whatever the fuck it is. But I'll get into that in a little bit because I have found way more than that. And then they could wear their uniform and then they could take their uniform and leave it in the locker, which they shouldn't do because that's fucking gross. Or they could, you know, take it home and, you know, wash it there, I guess. There's no washing machine on the property, so we can't wash our uniform there. Although if there was, I'm pretty sure we would use it. And not just for work clothes. In fact, I'm pretty sure that work clothes would be the last thing in that washing machine if we had one. People are fucking douchebags. Douche bags. And no, not all of you. Not all of you. Really, truly from the bottom of my heart, not all of you. But the majority of you are. And you know who you are. It's pretty much everyone, except for like six or seven people. Okay? So, what happens is, 
this locker room scenario becomes sort of somewhat of a clusterfuck. And I guess when I'm done doing this podcast, I'm going to look up all the ways to manage a locker room because I'm sure I'm not the first person to deal with this because people are douchebags everywhere. It's not just where I work. I'm not the first one to have this problem. Nor will I be the last, which means that there's probably already a solution somewhere. I just haven't found it yet because I've been trying to do it, you know, from the hip, so to speak. The first time. The second time we didn't do it from the hip. The second time we planned it out. We had this whole schematic of things. What happens is people tend to leave shit in their lockers. Then they get fired or then they quit. They go on vacation and then they leave stuff in their lockers with their locker locked and then they never come back. So little by little, time trickles on and over time, lockers get filled and locked and never used again. You can tell which ones are those because the dust on the lock that's on there, it's a regular like padlock with a combination dial. The, the locks, they're dusty because when you remove your locker, even once a week, which is hardly how, many, how often people work there, once every two weeks maybe, and there will be no dust on them. Dust accumulates after about a couple of months worth of not use, which also is the case for some people, but very few, but a few. New people start working there. They now want lockers because they see this extravagant locker room that we have and all the lockers are taken. The math doesn't add up as to how many people working there versus how many lockers there are because there's more lockers than people working there and somehow no one, there's a few people, more than one, that don't have lockers, which means that obviously either someone has two lockers, which has also been the case, or some people don't work there anymore with lockers still there. How do you solve this problem? This is the way we approached it. We sent out a mass message on the same application that people use to follow their schedules, which means they look at it daily, or they, at least they should look at it daily if they want the job that they have to be successful. And we said, we said to everyone, you have two weeks, two weeks from today, there will be a locker room purge. Meaning the cleaning crew that we have will come in there and they will clean the locker rooms for you. They'll wipe everything down. The Santa exterminator will come and they will spray for bugs god forbid if there's bugs anywhere because you know locker rooms are super clean most of the time so there's never bugs anyway but just in case we're going to do that for you too all that we ask is that you take your lock take the stuff out of your locker and whatever stuff you have outside your locker which again i don't understand why it's a thing because one locker is more than enough to fit all the clothes you need for the week if you had seven different uniforms to fit them all in there all can go in the locker no problem and take that stuff with you to your house. In my opinion, this should be a daily practice because I wash my clothes after wearing them once. Maybe my jacket, my outside jacket, I don't wash every time I wear it. Maybe my jacket I wash once a week. Okay, I get it. But that's my jacket, like, you know, whatever. My underwear, my pants, my shoes, I wash. My shoes I also don't wash every day, so maybe shoes I wash once a week. But... Still, I have one pair of shoes that I wear to work and they stay at work in a little box in a corner where nobody really sees it. Ham puts her purse on it sometimes. That's it, right? The rest of the stuff I have in a filing cabinet because I've cleared out a drawer of a filing cabinet that I use for my locker and where I change is the bathroom, not in the locker room. I don't use it. Why? Because it's disgusting. Because the people that we have working there are legitimately, legitimately disgusting. And again, I'm sorry, not all of you. Really, truly. The same six people that I was talking about earlier are the same six people to which I'm not referring now. 
as saying that they're disgusting. You are not disgusting. You know who you are. But everyone else is fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. But come on. No one there is less than 20 years old. Which means everyone wipes their butts when they poop. Everyone ties their shoes. Everyone, but hopefully, everyone brushes their teeth. Actually, hopefully for the first two too. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. So that's what we did. So now, knowing all of this, approaching the date of the two weeks after sending this message, what would you expect the locker room to look like if everyone followed your request? I would say that if you're a normal human being, you would expect the locker room to look empty because the directions clearly stated, take all of your shit and get it out of that room for one day, which if you did this daily should not be a problem because you just do it daily. The only thing you wouldn't do is keep your lock there. Why, why do I need my lock on my locker if it's empty anyway? Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should make it a daily thing. I'll clip lockers every day. That's a good one. I think I'm gonna do. I think I might do that. That's, that might be the way out of this, actually. Just, just food for thought. Okay. So let me tell you that on the day of the clipping of these lockers, the locker room looked identical to the way that it did two weeks coming up to this date. Meaning, it looked as though no one did anything. There were locks on all the lockers. Some of them, the few people that I've mentioned before, now this is the third time, the six of you or seven of you, did exactly what I asked. And I, from the bottom of my heart, I say, thank you. You are a human being that I would definitely have a drink with or I would hang out with or whatever you want. Play Parcheesi with. Okay? The rest of you motherfuckers are disgusting. And you don't listen. And then after that, you expect me or whoever it is, to accommodate you for not listening and being disgusting. I should burn your shit. Burn it in a big bonfire in front of the fucking place. But I didn't. Why? Because I'm not an asshole. I mean, I am, but not that much. So what we did was all the stuff that we took out of the lockers that were still in there that, you know, people just said, fuck you to, basically. That's how I took it. Fuck you. What do you know? Okay. So wanting to burn it, I didn't. I bagged it all up, put the names, I mean, put the numbers of the locker in the corresponding bags and stored the bags six feet away from the locker room in a different room, which we locked up because we didn't want people to lose their stuff. Two weeks people had to do this. Two weeks people had to collect their stuff and bring it to their house. People had to, I, I don't even know why I'm making this podcast. I actually, it's probably just a vent. And I think now it's just to come up with the idea of the daily locker room, but like, it is unbelievable to me how many people are that fucking ballsy and not even ballsy, like brash, just arrogant motherfuckers that left their shit there. The locks got clipped because they didn't give a fuck about it before. Actually, here, me give you an example. There was one person. So also what we did was we made a map of all the names of the people that own the lockers now currently. And with the combinations to the locks on some of them that we had, and with the ones that we didn't have, we just put the person's name and other ones that were free, we labeled them free. Other ones that were taken, but we didn't know whose name they were, we labeled taken without a name. We had a map. 
That's how I know that there's six or seven people here that followed the instructions because you were on the map before, you followed the instructions, you got your locker back, everything's hunky-dory. To everyone that had a problem with this, the problem is not the person that clipped the locks. The problem is not the system. The problem is the fact that you guys cannot act like adult human beings and take your shit away. I found entire wardrobes, wardrobes, more than one outfit, six or seven outfits, clean clothes, street clothes, hanging on a hanger in a suit jacket case protector thing. So people are straight up living out of this place. I had another employee tell me that they wanted a locker. And I said, well, where's your locker? Because this employee has been there for, I think, over a decade. I said, where's your, where's your locker? Well, I don't have a locker. I never did. You've worked here for 10 years successfully because you're still here. Didn't have a locker this entire time, a decade. And now you want a locker. So I ask, curiously, I ask, well, why now do you need a locker? Um, I kind of want to keep my gym clothes there because I don't feel like going home and changing. Burn it. Burn everything. Burn the whole fucking building down. Please, shoot me in the head. Chop me up into 143 pieces and put every piece in a locker. So they could all be mine. And then burn the place down. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? Really? I, I just got this message. Okay? Oh, my God. I got this message from Buble. Because Buble was, you know, my accomplice in this whole thing. And Buble says... uh you know, people have locks on their lockers that aren't theirs. And that was kind of just like, wow. And this is not Buble's fault. Buble did everything he could do, just like I did everything I could do. I could have done more. Like, I could have just thrown everything out, which, by the way, most people told me to do. Most people that gave me their advice on what they think I should do with the locker room told me that you should just throw everything out and fuck everyone if they don't know how to listen, which I agree with completely, but... Before, because I've been blamed for other things that some things that I haven't done, other things that I have done, I'm not the nicest guy. I didn't want to do that. I could have, but I didn't. I was trying to be nice. I'm not going to store people's shit away. I'm going to put it away and put it, you know, if they wanted their shit, they can get it. It's still there. And then after doing the locker room clipping and all that collecting, I sent another message on the same app saying, all your stuff, if it's missing, is not missing. It's just in a different location bagged up with your name on it. Some people followed that message and said, thank you very much. It was, it was missing, but then I read your message, and I went and I found my stuff. It was labeled, and I got my stuff. Thank you very much. I'm sorry for not obliging. I said, no problem. You haven't been here in a while. I'm sorry for clipping your locker. You didn't have it on the map that we had. Done. Other people found their stuff missing and went into an uprage. Where's my stuff? How could you have taken my stuff? What gave you the right to get into my locker and take my stuff? Burn it. Burn it down to the fucking ground, man. So, again, we find ourselves in the same exact situation as we did before this whole thing started, which is lockers are taken by who knows who. All the lockers are apparently now taken, which I don't believe, but that's allegedly the case. And no one knows who owns them. And people that have had lockers now do not have lockers. It's a whole clusterfuck again. To tell you the truth, I would tell every one of those people to go fuck themselves and now you're never going to have a locker. Because that locker room, the reason that this whole thing came up in the first place is that locker room smelled worse than my high school football locker room. And that was bad. This, this, these are teenagers that play football. Like we do like triple doubles. Like we do like fucking triple practices, double practices every day. Like it's a lot. A lot of sweat. A lot of caca. 
Kakapupi, and it smelled really bad. This place smells worse. And these are fully grown adults capable of driving cars and paying bills. So I am going to look up a way to manage a locker room around this, but to tell you the truth, I don't want to because I've already spent enough time on this to where any normal person would be like, fuck this shit, burn it. And we just eliminate the whole locker room together and follow the rules of you have to show up at work in uniform or you don't fucking work here anymore, period. Why is it that we let guests in we don't let guests in, rather, that aren't following uniform standards, but workers could do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, I get it. They're workers. We should treat them better, but we do. But what happens when you treat people better? They shit all over your shit. Fuck you. Because that's every single lock that I clipped was a legitimate fuck you to my face because I sent out that message two weeks ago. That's how I took it. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I forgot. I'm so sorry. No, it was a fuck you, dude, because that's not the only one I did. I didn't just send out a message on the application. I put notes in the bathroom, in the locker room, multiple areas that said the date and what's going to happen still. I've told people personally, this is going to happen still. So if you guys got a better way of doing this shit, you let me know. But if you do give me advice, be fully prepared to actually implement that advice and take it upon yourself to do this because I will pass that area of responsibility onto you and switch it with one of yours if you happen to be a manager. And if you're not a manager, I would just not give me advice because unless you're one of the six people that were fucking golden in this, I, I don't want to hear it. I really don't want to hear it. Because I had people come up and give me advice about how long I need to keep the locker stuff that I took out for how long. There's like laws apparently about how long I'm supposed to keep it labeled and dated. There's no laws. There's no laws. This property is the property of the establishment. You are borrowing this property. If the establishment needs this property back, you will give it back or we will take it from you because it's our property. I'm not going to sue you over some dirty underwear. I won't. But I sure as hell am not going to bag that shit up and leave it. I have to wear gloves, for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't afraid for the safety of the guests. I was afraid for my own safety. You guys don't want to know what I found in some of these lockers. You don't want to know who you work with. I know, but you guys don't want to know. Believe me. And the ones that I'm talking about probably don't listen to this podcast. And if they do, God, I hope you do. I hope you change your life, man, because, oh, my God. So, yeah, if you guys got any ideas, let me know, but be prepared to execute them. And if you don't have ideas... Stop being a fucking slob, man. It's gross.